0: Good morning and welcome to another Berean post-devotional podcast. And uh, for those of you that have been following along, you know that we've been going through the book of Colossians. We're in chapter 4 and we're still looking at verses 2 to 6. Today we're going to be talking about wisdom and what it means to walk in wisdom. I'm just going to go ahead and jump in reading the text. Uh, Paul writes this he says continue earnestly in prayer being vigilant in it with thanksgiving meanwhile praying Also for us that god would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of christ For which i'm also in chains that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak Walk in wisdom to those who are outside Redeeming the time let your speech always be with grace seasoned with salt so you may know how to answer each one. Today we'll briefly examine one of the four imperatives present in this text. Paul instructs the initial recipients of this epistle to live wisely, um, to make the most of their time, to ensure that their speech is always seasoned with grace like salt, and to know how to respond to everyone. So today we're going to talk about Walking in wisdom, one habit that I highly recommend and have practiced on and off for extended expen, extended periods of time throughout my life is beginning the day by reading uh, from the Book of Proverbs. The beauty of Proverbs is that it contains 31 chapters, which are nicely aligned with each day of the month. I would just look at the date to determine which chapter to read. For example, on the fourth day of the month, I would read. Proverbs 4. As a believer in the truth of the Bible, I took Proverbs chapter 1 seriously. Solomon, who is noted to be one of the wisest men in the Bible despite his unfortunate end, wrote in Proverbs to impart wisdom to his son. During a time management seminar, I attended a keynote speaker, the late Hiram Smith from the Franklin, Planner Franklin Institute, Shared something that remained with me for many years. When asked to define wisdom, he, state, he stated that it's merely knowledge correctly applied. Although this quote is not divinely inspired, it resonates with biblical truth. And I find it interesting that the spiritual gift of the word of knowledge and wisdom are closely actually placed together in the text. For instance, in 1 Corinthians 12, when examining the gifts of the Spirit, We observe that the two gifts are listed next to each other the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge paul writes he says for the diversity of activities but it's the same god who works in all but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all and then he says for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit and another the word of knowledge so even here in this text they're related together. Now, granted, this may be simply coincidental, but it's interesting to note that there's actually many texts in the New Testament that link knowledge or understanding with wisdom. For example, in Romans chapter 11, um, Paul says, oh, the depths and the riches both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways of past finding out. So again, here we have wisdom and knowledge linked together in Colossians 2, um, chapter 2, verse uh, 2 to 3, he says that their heart, he writes that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love and attaining to all the riches, the fullness, assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and Jesus Christ. And then look what it says In whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Again, they're linked. It, based on my experience, I've observed that when I've received a genuine word of knowledge, I've also received a word of wisdom on applying that divinely inspired knowledge, on how to apply that divinely inspired knowledge. However, um, getting into the gifts of the Spirit and their op- operations beyond the scope of this devotional, so I'll have to I'll have to delve further into that discussion um, uh, on another at another time. I want to move on to the second question, if wisdom is knowledge correctly applied, the question arises, where does this wisdom come from? Well, the Bible teaches us about two types of wisdom. The first wisdom is worldly wisdom, which is based on human knowledge, understanding, and experience. This type of wisdom is often self-centered and focused on personal gain and power. But there's another type of wisdom that's divine wisdom. This is focused. This kind of wisdom comes from God and is is based on His character, His principles and truths, and it's available to those who seek it with a pure heart and a humble spirit. It's focused. It focuses on God's glory and the good of others. In the Old Testament. Uh, some verses talk about the importance of fearing the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom. For example, Proverbs 3.7 says, Do not be wise in your own understanding, fear the Lord and shun evil. And in Isaiah 55, God declares that His ways and thoughts are higher than ours, showing the need for us to seek His wisdom instead of relying on our own limited understanding. The New Testament also talks about the differences between the two types of wisdom. For instance, in James, um, chapter 3, James describes worldly wisdom as characterized by jealousy, selfish ambition, and disorder. On the other hand, the wisdom that comes from God is pure, peace-loving, and considerate. James emphasizes that this wisdom is shown by good deeds and humility. So seeking and applying divine wisdom can lead to a more fulfilling and purposeful life. What does the, the New Testament say about acquiring divine wisdom. Well, in the New Testament, several passages speak about how to acquire wisdom that is from above. Again, James says in in verse, in verse chapter 1 verse 5, he says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives it generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. This first highlights the importance of asking God for wisdom. Again, in Colossians 1, 9-10, Paul prays that the Colossians would be He prayed that they would be filled with knowledge, with the knowledge of God, and God's will, and in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So Paul prayed that, so you can pray for wisdom. But this also suggests that reading and studying the scriptures is essential in gaining the wisdom. In Ephesians 5, Paul exhorts Ephesians to be wise and not foolish, making most of every opportunity. Well, this passage suggests that wisdom comes through intentional living and taking advantage of the opportunity that God gives, or the opportunities rather that God gives. And then finally in 1 Corinthians 2, Paul contrasts the world's wisdom with the wisdom of God, stating that the Holy Spirit reveals the latter. This suggests that that seeking the guidance of the Holy Spirit is essential for gaining wisdom. Okay, let's wrap this up here. When Paul instructs us or instructs the Colossians and us via the letter to the uh, Colossians to exhibit wisdom towards those that are outside the faith, he emphasizes the importance of living intentionally to win people who need to be part of the Christian community. Um, This passage does not promote spiritual growth solely for personal enlightenment and salvation in a gnostic sense but instead highlights the idea that wisdom should be directed towards those outside the faith godly wisdom focuses on winning souls for Christ the bible says he who wins souls is wise in proverbs 11:30 the fruit of the righteous tree is life he who wins souls is wise this verse emphasizes the importance of evangelism and sharing the gospel with others as it is a wise and righteous act that leads to eternal life. Paul encourages his readers to walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time and let your speech always be gracious and seasoned with salt. You, so you may, and then he says, so that you may know how to answer each person. In other words, he challenges them to live intentionally, using their time and words wisely. So walking in in wisdom involves seeking God's guidance and living according to his principles, rather than following the world's wisdom. It means being intentional about every interaction, aiming to show love and grace to those around us. As we strive to walk in wisdom, we we become more effective witnesses for Christ, able to answer those who question us with humility and grace. So let us heed Paul's call to walk in wisdom today. Let's do it purposely, living out our faith in a world that desperately needs it. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the and Post podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our discussion and it's brought you some encouragement and insight. Hey, if you want to stay up to date with all of our latest blogs, posts, and podcast episodes, be sure to visit BrianPost.ca and subscribe. Don't forget to share our website with your friends who might need some inspiration or motivation. You can also join our community of bright future Bible freaks on Facebook. Until next time, may peace and blessings abound in your home.